This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Friday, the last regular season week, week 18, and uh, the playoffs have already begun. That man is ready for the playoffs. The great Baldy, Brian Baldinger, I'm Anthony Gargano. We're in the meat locker, the All-City All-NFL podcast, and uh, Baldy, this is it, man. Playoffs start for a lot of teams this weekend. No doubt. I mean, the playoffs start for, I mean, just go through the list of games. It starts for the Steelers this weekend. It starts for the Indianapolis Colts, the Houston Texans. Uh, you know, Jacksonville wins. They're in. Uh, Buffalo's coming to Miami. Like, you just go around the games this weekend, and you're either in or you're out. Play to win, and you're in no matter what the seed is. Uh, there's playoff spots available, and you got to win to get in. And so that's that's where some of these games start on Saturday. So let's let's before we get into a couple of news of the day, uh, Dalvin Cook. He clears waivers. He joins the Ravens. Yeah. What, what, what do you? Uh, that's interesting, Baldy. Well, obviously they already lost. They're on their second loss. Uh, running backs. They lost Keaton Mitchell, who we both love. Right. So uh, they signed Dalvin Cook and another body. Well, it's interesting, you know, in the last week against the win against Miami, you know, there was Melvin Gordon, you know, in the lineup. Now he's, he was there last year for a little bit. They knows, he knows the offense, et cetera. But you know, you got Gus Edwards. Okay. You got justice Hill. They like three running backs and Dalvin did not play well in New York, but he never had an offense or an offensive line in New York, like he had never got a chance to really ever become the bell cow. Now, they couldn't get Brees Hall carries. It was so bad. So I don't think we ever – so a couple things. One, we never saw the best of whatever Dalvin has left. And then secondly, he's fresh because he hadn't been used. Yeah. So, like, I think I, – I honestly thought Cleveland would sign him because um, I thought there was a drop-off from Jerome Ford to anybody else, uh, although Kareem Hunt has scored nine touchdowns. But I thought the fact that he played for Stefanski in Minnesota, he knows the offense, he was a free agent, I thought that's where he might go. But I can see Baltimore loading up here going, let's just, if, if we get in this game where we got to run it because of weather, situations, the team we're playing, let's get ourselves a back that's been in the postseason, has played, that's you know toughened by this league, that might be fresh and hungry. And I thought, look, they got nothing to lose. You know, at this point, I gotta tell you, I, I love it. I, I I completely agree because I, I think Dalvin Cook has a, a little bit more left than people think, and it's because of what you said, right? Like he had no quarterback for the whole year, right? You're behind Brees Hall. I mean, that Jets offensive line been dinged and dinged and dinged. I mean, I, I, the fact that that you're getting a fresh Dalvin Cook who also can catch the ball out of the backfield. I, I, I just love it. I think it's a win-win. Well, he, I just looked it up. He had 67 runs in 17 weeks. Wow. And he had 15 catches. He's got 82 touches. Like, he would get that in three weeks in Minnesota. Yep. You know, it is prime. So, and look, he's going on the best team in the AFC. You don't think he's walking through that locker room? Everybody knows him. Everybody respects him. All right? He's going to a great franchise. Like, you're going to get the very best of what Dalvin has. And he's always been that guy in the screen game that could take it to the house. So, I think it's a great signing. And who knows how they use him, how much they use him. But they've got two really, like, maybe they even play him this weekend. 
you know, against Baltimore, I mean, against Pittsburgh, just to kind of season them up a little bit, yeah. just kind of, you know, get them, get them some carries, let them feel the, the, the options, the misdirection, some of the things they do to just get them up to speed. I wouldn't be surprised to see them Saturday afternoon, you know, carrying the, the rock a little bit. Listen, I, I, I'm with you. Like, here's something that was interesting is that Elliot, right, when, when Zeke took over the job because of injuries, right, when uh, when uh, oh, Stevenson gets hurt. Oh, well, hurt. we remind you, Stevenson got hurt. Yeah, when Stevenson gets hurt, Elliot takes over, and Elliot had a little jump to him. Zeke had something left. Like, so I, I listen, I could see Cook giving them a little something. You know, Dalvin Cook's a special guy for, for us. You know that. Because we go back to that draft, you and I, we oh, yeah. both fell in love with Dalvin Cook that year. That was McCaffrey. That was, you know, I mean, there was a bunch of guys in that draft. But I thought Dalvin was the best of that. Aaron Jones was in that draft. He was a yeah. fifth rounder in that year. But that was McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette. Like, that was that, was that particular draft. But, you know, Dalvin went to the second round and um, – Man, he had himself he had himself a great run in Minnesota. He did. And I, I love it. So we both love that idea of Dalvin Cook going to the Ravens. Uh last time they called Dalvin, I remember I remember when the Vikings went to New Orleans maybe like four years ago, and they shocked New Orleans. Kirk Cousins went down there. Dalvin was the reason why. There's I think he understands what the postseason is all about, what winning is all about, how important every possession is I'm not saying anything against Justice Hill he's been good Gus Edwards has been banged up there might be a there might be a real role for Dalvin in this team I I I see the same thing man I do I just think smart yeah the Ravens are just such a smart franchise and there's a good window and you know it makes a lot of sense yeah all right uh let's talk about the game of the of the weekend first all right and because you and I were talking about this before the show started Bills Miami Bills Mafia it's an invasion Baldy they are boarding planes all over western New York descending onto Miami it's a Bills Mafia invasion no no it's it's Hard Rock Stadium is going to be Bills Mafia like they're going there to to will their team into the playoffs, to knock the Dolphins out of the you know, not knock them out of the playoffs, but they're getting their team into the playoffs. They're taking Western New York and that great following they have, and they're like you you look on social media right now, they're like singing Bill's chants on the plane, like they're taking over the entire plane. And this is Thursday, like the game's not till Sunday night. It's the final game of the season. Like, they will be here all weekend. Like, you're getting ready for the Orange Bowl, you know, and the, the college fans are here all week. Like, they're going to be in every restaurant on South Beach. They're going to be on – it's going to be a beautiful day in South Florida Bar. They're going to be on the beach. They're going to be in their Zubas. Like, they're going to invade – like, they're going to set up their campers outside of Hard Rock Stadium. And, honestly, Josh Allen, they're going to walk out there and they're going to go – they're going to line the rim of that stadium. I guarantee it. Yeah, we saw that. We've seen that in the past. I remember Eagles fans in 2002. It was a Monday night, and they took over uh, Joe Robbie down there back in the day, and and yeah. they took it. They took it over, and it was E A G L E S, and it was crazy. And there's something about this Bills Mafia. I'll tell you one thing. God forbid we're ever in a another world war, and I never, you know, <laughs> God forbid, but. I would enlist Bills Mafia, Eagles fans, and Raiders fans, and I would feel comfortable to sleep at night. Yeah, and, and, and take those terrible towels from Pittsburgh and how yeah. they travel. You, know, yeah. you, you put all those fan bases together, and you could have an invasion. Yes, they are. They're just amazing. There's something about I, – I, I just love them. They're so crazy. You know, forget about the drinking and the crazy behavior and all that stuff, but they're – they're just such hardy people, man. They just love football. Yeah. They love yeah. their team. Like I love that. I, that's what. That's the culture of football in Western New York. You know it well. 
Well, I remember I was doing a, a Bills game on Christmas Eve, probably like four or five years ago. And honestly, all I want to do is get home for Christmas, right? So it's a seven-hour drive out of Buffalo to get home. So I didn't care about that. I didn't care about the drive. But I'm walking into the stadium, and Bills Mafia's got their whole setup. They've got their grills going. They've got their tailgates going. they got their, you know, Winnebago's out there. And they got nothing to play for. And it's a miserable day. It's one of those days where it's a little bit, it's a little bit of sleep, it's snow, it's ice, it's everything. It's just nasty. These people, and, and they've, they've got no shot for the playoffs. The season's over. But they're there in mass. And I go, there's just something. When you say hardy, it's even more than that. Give me another adjective, Cubs. Like, it's even more die hard than that. Like, there's no reason to be out on a miserable day. Your team's going nowhere. I forgot who they played that day. But just I just put a smile on my face, just seeing how happy those people were out there, just having another football game to go to. Yeah, you know, it's it's amazing. They're, they're zealots. They're football zealots. Yeah. Right? And, you know, they're, they're half zealot, and they're, and they're also part barbarian. Which which works, right? You know, one of the um, one of the rituals um, with Buffalo in Buffalo and in away games is, is Stephon Diggs pregame. Stephon Diggs pregame takes a football and has a catch with every little kid along the rim that's cheering for their Bills team, and he just has fun with it. And it's like these kids they catch Stephon's pass, they melt, they they literally melt. It's just one of those things where it's just goodwill. You know, the game is the game. Stefan will get his game face on. But he cherishes those that time with the fans and the kids. Like, you can just tell. He enjoys it. The fans love it. They, they You can't throw it. It's like throwing that tennis ball to that Labrador retriever. Like, they can't get enough passes thrown to him. It's, and that's the beauty of it. Like, I, that's why – you love that city like that. You love that franchise because they just care so deeply, man. Like, you know, to think of what they had to endure. Is there anything more difficult than losing four Super Bowls? Back to back to back four in a row. I mean, like, are you kidding me? Like that's pain. That's, that's just, it's, you'd rather just never be, just be bad. Then the game you, know you know what's interesting about losing Super Bowls, cuz? Is they actually give Super Bowl losing rings because you're the AFC champion. Like my brother was on two of those, two or three of the teams, right? So he has AFC championship rings. You never wear it. Never. Like you might keep it like in a you might keep it, you might give it to your son as a gift or whatever. You never ever put it on. It's almost like the most meaningless gift. Yeah. That they give for anything. Nobody wants to wear that that Super Bowl, you know, losing team thing. I, it's just, it, it's you know, it's it's right. It, it is. It's really really tough. And it bounced back from it four years in a row. 91, 94 was amazing. They they uh, the torment was was so so deep. It cut so deep for those people. They actually made there was a movie. Do you remember the movie? Buffalo 66. I don't. Oh my God. Like, this is great. I'm glad I got a movie because people don't know that Baldy is an amazing man of cinema and stories. So but is this movie, movie Buffalo 66? Does it go like to Scott Norwood missing a 47 yard field yes. goal? Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I was in the stadium that day. I was in the stadium that day. I was on a 50 yard line. My brother was playing for the Bills in that team. They lost to the Giants, Scott, you know, Scott Norwood, you know, wide right, whatever. Um, like that, that's 47 yards. Like they have a chance to win that Super Bowl. Field goal kicker misses it. He's got a, I think, I think I've seen the movie if it, if it includes Norwood. But in that fact, was in the movie, his name is Scott Wood. Okay. And he's like a bartender and like yeah. some bar, like, you know, downtrodden. Yeah, yeah. Vincent Gallo is the guy who stars in it. And it's like his mother was like this crazed Bills fan and yeah. I can't get over it and the whole thing. And so you were 
You were in the stadium. I was there, that was the, the, the game was at uh, Tampa Stadium. It was Super Bowl twenty five. It was uh, uh, it was uh, yeah, it was Super Bowl twenty five. Anyways, it, there was high high security that year. It was nine eleven, all that stuff. But it was I'll never forget Whitney Houston saying the national anthem. Like I remember, I'll never forget that day. And I remember it wasn't nine eleven. It was ninety one. Ninety one. So it was the, it was the Gulf War. It was a right. golf work. So it was like heightened security, getting into the stadium, all this stuff. But um, like I'll never I, – I, I, so, you know, my brother's playing. So, you know, I'm going down and going to the game. I'm down in Tampa. And, um, you know, it, and it's, it's – you know, it's, it's – it, it was one of those nights in Florida, like the humidity was 90%. It, you were sweating the whole day. And it was it, – it was a factor in the game. Guys were cramping and – you know, but the Bills come down with Kelly and Thurman and the whole group. They come down field goal range to go win a game, and um, you know they lose it. Now remember, the Bills had a post game party, all set up at the hotel. Now it was to win, but obviously they don't win, so the party's still going on. So I get my brother and his wife, and you know all of us that were there supporting them, and I just I take my brother up to the bar, and I go, here's what we're gonna do: we're slamming two shots of tequila. And we're going to enjoy this. We're not going to wallow. We're not going to cry. Like my brother was the first year with Buffalo. Like he's part of this thing. And we're not going to, we're going to celebrate as much as we can, as bad as we feel. We're not going to let a bad taste get in our mouth. And we, we did. We, you know, we, we, we partied on and we celebrated all the good things. Bold. Yeah. Love it. Like that's awesome, man. That's fantastic. I love you yeah. that you did that. Yeah, that's that's very, very cool. I mean, you imagine the angst, excruciating pain of losing, you know, multiple, let alone four, like one, let alone four. I mean, that's well, the next year they lost to to Washington in Minnesota. It was a miserable Super Bowl. Then they lost the next year when Dallas started getting good and they lose to Dallas, who ends up winning their first Super Bowl. And it's a blowout game in, in L.A., now, I can just go through because I was there for all of them with my brother and, you know, and our family and stuff. And so it was just, you know, like we had a feeling by the third one, because honestly, that me and my other brother, like we said, we didn't even tell my little I don't think my little brother he knows this. We sold our tickets and we took all the money. We went to Cabo. We took all our girlfriends and wives. We went to Cabo and we said, if the game is good, we'll watch the game. If the game is bad, we're hitting the beach in Cabo. We didn't even go. It was like we 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 had a feeling like it was gonna be ugly. Oh my god, you went the combo. Oh yeah. that's great. Oh yeah. man, that's fantastic. The Bills are dangerous, man. I, I I do think, you know, look, they're playing that got themselves righted at the right time. They have an identity. I think Sean McDermott did a great job kind of navigating the storm, right? The the stormy waters and now look, man, you got James Cook, right? You got a run game. Josh is like, give me the ball at the goal line. Like they're a dangerous. Let's think about this, cause like they're they're five and one in their last six games. Okay. The only loss was the overtime loss to Philly. And we we all watched that. It could have gone either way. 60, you know, 59 yard field goal to get to overtime. They lose in overtime. They, they have run the ball consistently well. We had Deion Dawkins on. James Cook is going to the Pro Bowl. James Cook is a 1,000-yard runner. I mean, think about this. James Cook is a 1,000-yard runner. He's got 224 carries because he's got two touchdown runs. Josh Allen has run for 15 touchdowns. Think about that. Josh Allen on 96 carries has every six times he runs the ball. He's scoring a touchdown. He's got 15 rushing touchdowns. Like, you, you know, people always want to talk about the, you know, the turnovers and all that. And that's, you know, look, sometimes you play aggressively, you're going to turn the ball over. You can't stop being aggressive. They, they fired their offense coordinator. They hired, you know, what they did. And they've turned into a really good running football team. Um, they, Josh Allen has a 10 and two record against Miami. Lifetime, they beat them in the playoffs last year. Like all this stuff is out there. They know what they have to do. They they they're on a mission right now. How do you see this game kind of playing out? I mean, obviously, 
Miami needs it to win the division, right? Uh, Waddle and Tyreek did not practice today. Uh, how, how do you kind of what kind of mindset, especially the Dolphins coming into the game after getting drilled by Baltimore? Well, you know, Miami, when they were healthy, got beat 48-20 earlier in the year. And it was classic Sean McDermott defense. Like, we're just going to – we're not giving up the big play. You you can throw them down the field. We're not going to let you complete them. You're going to have to keep it underneath. And then they turn the ball over. They capitalize on the turnovers. Terrell Bernard, interception, fumble recovery, et cetera. Um, I think this is a tough matchup for Miami. And not because those guys are banged up. I mean, they're, if they play – like, part of me says – if I was Mike McDaniel, I'd just say to hell with it. To hell with the division. Let's get our track team healthy and ready for the postseason. If we got to go on the road, we go on the road. Let's get HN, Mostert, Waddle, you know, um, Tyreek. Let's get those guys full speed. And then let's take our best chances with it. But, you know, that's, that's not how they're going to play it. But, like, I, I feel like Buffalo's going there to win this game. And they're going to – they're going to get a great effort from them. Well, they're, uh, it's going to be fun, man. Sunday night. All right. Sunday night. Everybody will be watching. It's the game to end the season in a huge way. So we'll be uh, locked in. Bills, Dolphins, Sunday night. All right. Before we continue to go around the rest of the games, I want to tell you about Factor Meal Kits. That's right. Factor Meal Kits will keep you on track and help you keep your New Year's resolution, all right, in 2024 by eating healthy and eating well, too. You're going to eat good, all right? And no muss, no fuss, no mess, none of that stuff. Factor right to your door. Skip the planning, the grocery shopping, the prepping, the cleaning up. They're ready in two minutes, two minutes, two, two. All you got to do is heat and enjoy Choose with Factor. You get to choose from 35 chef-crafted meals every week that support a healthy lifestyle. So it could be calorie smart, vegan, veggie, protein plus. You're good. You're good to go. Calorie, in fact, if you think about it, calorie smart, you're talking 550 calories around per serving. Uh, 30 grams of protein in the protein plus. These meals, and they taste good. That's amazing. But Factor isn't just for dinner. Count on extra convenience any time of the day. 55-plus add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. You can choose from quick breakfast items, lunch to go, grab-and-go snacks, ready-to-drink cold-pressed juices, shakes, smoothies. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Listen, you'll be keeping to your word of eating well in 2024. So go to factormeals.com and then go slash all NFL 50. All right? The All-NFL 50 gets you 50% off. You can't beat that. 50% off. That's code All-NFL 50 at Factormeals.com. Two minutes. Eat and enjoy. You're good to go, and you're going to keep the resolution. All right, let's continue. Saturday, all right, we talked about the Ravens and Dalvin Cook against the Steelers. How about Saturday night, Baldy? This is it in the AFC South. The AFC South is all over this final weekend. Texans and the Colts. How do you read this one, man? I think you throw all the records out the door. I don't think any of that matters. I love the way these Texans are playing. I love it. I love CJ coming back last week, how he played, how he fed Nico Collins, how the defense played inspired football. But I know the Colts are capable. You know, they got – um, Pittman back last week and made a difference. They ran the ball a lot better than they had. All that stuff is true. I feel like the Texans are a team that nobody outside of C.J. Stroud and his performance this year, I don't feel like people have really watched them enough and just how good they have been, especially defensively. Like, they are really talented. They, they've taken castaways from all these different teams – and they've assembled them on defense, and they're playing very, very good football. They shut the run down. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like this is the Texans' game. And not to take anything away from Shane Steichen, the Colts have done all year. Yeah, Steichen's been like fantastic. Yep. He's been good. And, and, and so is Gardner Minshew. And, you know, what they've kind of gone through and 
Um, they battled all year, and they played really well last week. I feel like the Texans are just playing great football right now. And the, the key was getting C.J. back, playing center, or playing quarterback. I'm with you. I, I'm all tell you. I mean, how about C.J., dude? Like We've talked about him all year, but my God, Baldy, he has just been amazing. I mean – just an amazing – I'm speechless sometimes that he's a rookie, right? And I thought, like an idiot, I'm thinking, hey, I, I like him at come out of Ohio State. He'll be a little bit of a project. Project, he comes in, he his mechanics were, were almost flawless this year. Well, you know, they opened up against Baltimore. And, you know, they, they got beat pretty good. And you saw a team struggle, and we didn't know that Baltimore was going to be Baltimore. But the Ravens saw something in them. And then the next weekend, you know, they lose to Indianapolis at home, but he explodes. And he just went on a, a rip. Like, he, they, they went to Jacksonville. They beat Jacksonville. Uh, they beat they, – they crushed the Steelers. Like, they just started putting these games together. They, they went to Cincy. They blew Cincinnati. They blew them out. They put up 30 on them. You know, and then, you know, he got hurt late in the year. He had the concussion thing. And they found a way to beat Tennessee without him in overtime. But – he came back last week, and, I mean, he's, you know, Nico Collins, 1,100-yard receiver. Um, I don't know. He threw five interceptions, cuz. Yeah, he threw five insane. interceptions in almost 500 passes as a rookie. Like, it's unheard of what he did. Uh, it's it's just it's just ridiculous. It's really – it's unbelievable. Uh, all right, now to Sunday. That's your Saturday. Now to Sunday. Tampa has to get in. All right? It's funny because you, you talked about – yeah, we were talking about yesterday's show, and you're like, dude, I'm mad at myself because the one guy that really deserved the Pro Bowl is – You're talking about – Well, we know about like, – Yeah. Say it again. Antoine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, that Buffalo, I mean, that Tampa Tampa Winfield, Yeah, I mean, Anton Winfield Jr. of Tampa. Like, I feel terrible for not mentioning when they talked about MC safeties. Between the sacks, the interceptions, um, the leadership, the tackles. Like, we never really, you know, you probably got to go to, like, Rondé Barber or something to do what he's done. Um, and obviously, he just went to the Hall of Fame. Like, it was his best year. On a year where they played a lot of young guys, um, you know, Kalijah Kansi and all these young guys on defense, like he held it together on the back end. Yeah, I, I, I look. Listen, I mean, let, let's think about this for a second. Tampa, you got you're at Carolina. You got to win. All right, you win, you're going to be in, and you'll win that division. What, what's that mindset? going in against a Carolina team that just limped to the finish like that you don't get bit. Yeah, well, um, Baker Mayfield got crushed last week by Tyron Matthew. He's got a badly bruised rib. Baker Mayfield's going to play in this game. Now, how effective is he going to be? I don't know. Um, he wants to put one up on Carolina. He was there last year during the misery and, uh, you know, Sometimes payback, like he just wants to show those people what kind of quarterback he really is. There's two guys on Carolina's defense that you know well. You better block them. Derek Brown and Brian Burns will make every play if you don't block those guys and assign somebody to control them. Like they can they can create havoc. They did last week, even in the loss. Like they are literally dynamic players. Dynamic. Um, they're, they're great. And so – those guys can change the game. You can't take any of it lightly. Maybe Blaine Gabbert has to go if Baker can't finish. Uh, you know, that's – but I think Baker's going to go. Yeah. I, I think I, Tampa – look, Tampa really got beat up by New Orleans last week. They got their best effort from New Orleans. They won the line of scrimmage. They couldn't run the ball against the Saints. They got after Baker really good. Um, but, you know, Carolina doesn't present those kind of problems on offense the way the Saints did a week ago. So, like, I, I just think this is a struggling franchise. And 
I think Tampa knows that this is a business trip to go win this division. Yeah, and, and look, you you got it. The Carolina team, I mean, you guys just got to take care of business. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Uh, elsewhere in that NFC South, the Saints host Atlanta. Saints obviously have to win. Uh, Seahawks also uh, in the NFC are alive. Uh, they have to win at Arizona. Arizona just bit the Eagles. First, let's go Saints-Falcons, Baldy. Well, I mean, it's the same issue every time you talk about the Falcons. I mean, the quarterbacks threw four interceptions last week. You know, they, they, get, they got a playoff hopes on the, on, the, you know, on the line, and they throw four interceptions. In fact, you know, Case Keenum threw three, and he would have thrown more, but they, they pulled him late in the game. And Desmond came in there, and he threw one. Like, you know, that's, that's happened way too frequently. Well, when they don't turn it over like they did against the they, they didn't against the Colts, they played really well, and all their talent you know plays up like they they ran the ball against the Saints in the first matchup because I want to say like 220, 230 yards. Like Bijan put up a big number, Algier put up a big number. Like, but I don't know if you could do that again against New Orleans. Like when those guys want to play, and I know they wanted to play, but like. Atlanta did a good job against that front a couple weeks ago when they beat them. It might be a, a different story this time around. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think it has to be. I mean, uh, yeah, I think it has to be. Uh, Arizona beat the Eagles, shocked the world. What, what do you make of Seattle? I mean, they have an outside chance, but what do you make of Seattle? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, they've, they've been a, a real disappointment on defense, cause you know they've been trying to build. The run. They've been terrible against the run, and you know they're thirtieth in the league against the run. They went out and signed Leonard Williams from the Giants to try and beef it up. Um, you know, it, it's been a problem all year. They're they give up way too many first downs. Like they just teams just stay on the field against them. It started week one against the Rams when the Rams went up there, and nobody thought the Rams were anything. They beat them up good. And so it's, 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 it's a lot of things, you know, the running back, Kenneth Walker, you know, got hurt again last week. He's been out of the lineup a bunch. Uh, the quarterback play has been spotty. Defensively, though, they've given up way too many points. This, this Arizona team, like I, I was there last Sunday, and I talked to Monty Austin Ford. I talked to Mr. Bidwell, the owner. They're building this thing. And I thought – they lost D.J. Humphreys, their left tackle, but they got a proven guy um, that could come in and play at that position. I, I I think Arizona has a chance to build off of last week's win. The way they ran the ball against the Eagles, what they have up front with Will Hernandez and Paris Johnson in the run game. Trey McBride is a great all-around Y. He's good in the blocking game. Defensively, they did enough against the Eagles to win the game, made a stop at the end to kick a field goal. That's, I think this thing could be, you know, played in the high 20s and in the 30s. Yeah, I, I, I you can see the same thing. And I, I to me, let, let's see if James Conner can replicate what he did last week. Well, you know, the thing is, is that Arizona had nothing to play for coming to Philadelphia. And they just basically tattooed him in every phase of the game. And Kyler Murray was great. So if they played like that on the road, you would think the final week, like, they're not packing their bags. Let's go finish strong. Yeah. They got a lot of young kids. Yeah. Kids are trying to make a name for themselves in this league. Go finish strong. Like, I think you're going to get a good effort from them. I'm sure Pete Carroll will have his team ready to play. Division game, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, you look at James Conner. He's averaging he's averaging on 200, almost 200 carries. He's averaging 4.9 yards a carry. And they picked up this, uh, this Carter kid, you know, from the Jets. He played great, too. You know, and so they're averaging as a team on the season five yards a carry. Well, and, and the other thing too is like you brought up Kyler, and he kind of played well. Like you know, listen, you know they ran the ball, but one of the reasons why they ran the ball effectively too is that you know Kyler made converted down the field, and that really helped the run game. Kyler's an interesting guy because it's like, what happens to Murray? It's going to be an interesting kind of thing this offseason. 
Well, I mean, Gannon, Gannon gave him a ringing endorsement, whatever that means after the game yep. and during the week. Ringing endorsement, he's our guy. We're not moving on. He's everything we want him to be in the second half of the season. You're seeing Kyler, though, a lot of under center, though, because yes. like he's been, always been a shotgun guy at Oklahoma and early in his career with, with Cliff. He's under center. Play action is real. Like they get a benefit from it. They get a pop from it in the run game. Um, you know, uh, I like, I, I love Yelda uh, Froholt, the center. Love him. The kid got a chance to play. He was in Cleveland. He was a backup. He's got a chance to play in Arizona. Kid's playing great football. I love him. All right. That'll be one uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, before we kind of move on, because we've got a couple other games we got to get to, let's talk about the game time app. We all love going to games, man. And not everybody can be baldy doing the baldy walk. Baldy's walk before the games. Yeah. But how about this? You want seats, you get the game time app. You're not going to have to worry about when you buy tickets to your next big event, whether it be football or any other sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. All right? I'm telling you. Look, they got killer last-minute deals. All-in prices. Views from your seat that you can actually see. And they got their best price guaranteed. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets, man. It's awesome. I'm telling you, like, what I love about it, too, is the last-minute tickets, the flash deals, the zone deals. It's really easy to navigate the app, to buy tickets for any kind of event in your area. And, again, you get to actually view from the seats in the venue. Uh, they have cancellation protection. They have job loss protection. I mean, it's incredible stuff. You, you got to get it. Game Time app is the only ticket app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. All right? They're obsessed with finding ways to save you money on tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. Even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute seats. All right? You get exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets. Football, basketball, baseball, concerts, hockey, comedy, theater. I mean, like you name it. The zone deals, you pick the section, game time picks the seats, right? And you'll get an average of 18% savings. It's unbelievable. I'm telling you. You got to download the game time app today. It's fantastic. It's And if you use our code, all NFL, you get 20 bucks off, all right? All NFL, A-L-L-N-F-L. And you get 20, bu- 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Now let's go back to the card on Sunday. Speaking of games that you want to go to and uh, games you want to watch, there's a lot of it. How about Green Bay, Chicago? Green Bay needs the game. Chicago playing great football. That's an interesting one, man. I'm anxious to see how the Bears come out. Bears are dangerous. I think so, too. And I said it after watching them thump um, last week that if they were to go to the postseason, they'd be a dangerous team because they're playing complementary football. It's uh, They're taking the ball away. Jalen Johnson's going to the Pro Bowl. Montez Sweat leads the team in sacks. Tyreek Stevenson, a rookie, second-round pick, had a couple picks last week. They're playing – they're, they're creating takeaways defensively. They're shutting down the run. And now they're running the football. They're lining up in high formation. They won in bad weather last week at Soldier Field. I love this game because I love Jordan Love too. And I love all the young receivers and what they're doing. And they might get a couple guys back this week. Um, Christian Watson might be back this week. Like they're getting healthier. But I think this is I think this is a prelude to what could be a really awesome division next year. Like, it's going to be tough. Like, I think all these teams, Green Bay went to Detroit on Thanksgiving, won the game. You know, Chicago went to Detroit, won the game. Like, these – these Minnesota just didn't have a quarterback. Or, uh, when when the Cousins, they lost improved, They were yeah. good. Like, this NFC North is going to be highly competitive. Now, it'll be interesting to see Chicago's direction because – I think they should stay the course. Yeah. But 
look, if Harbaugh wins on Monday night and he's a free agent that could go, like you would think Chicago would be interested. But do you want to blow it all up to get Harbaugh, keep the number one pick, draft a quarterback, and put together what might be a dynamic franchise for 10 years versus what they're building right now, which is considerable. They, they can run the ball. You know, Justin has been awesome. DJ Moore was a great signing. Um, like it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be tough, but a win up there does a couple things. One, it, it lets everybody in Chicago know that they're on the right track. But if they do want to move on from Justin Fields, if they do, because financially there is a reason to do that, right? Build around a rookie quarterback, all that. But if you do want to move on. The price tag of Justin Fields is only going up. And what might have been a couple second-round picks a few weeks ago might be a first-round pick. Might be they would go to Green Bay and win the game and play great. Maybe it's even more than that. So there's a lot There's a lot on the line, both sides. And look, Green Bay, playoffs to Chicago, their Super Bowl is knocking the Green Bay Packers, their oh. most hated rival, oh, yeah. out of the playoff picture. If oh, we can't go, you ain't going. Yeah. Like just to spurn the other guy. Oh yeah. Like that's that's real. And so this game is 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 an analyst dream on so many different levels. Yeah, it's 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 a great one. I can't wait. That'll be four twenty five on Sunday. One of the early games I forgot how I got to get to because it's a big one. Uh, is the game you're going to be at? It's Jacksonville and Tennessee. Now it looks like Lawrence is still dinged up. But he's going to have to go. Jaguars reeling, Baldy. They need the game against Tennessee. That's going to be a tough game for Jacksonville, yeah, so. especially the way they're playing right now. Well, I just I just saw something with Vrabel, head coach of Tennessee. And he was like, um, so what do you want to – like, he just wants to win the game. Like, yeah. he doesn't care what the record is. He just wants to get a, the winning taste. In his, he just wants to win. And so I think you're going to get a great effort. Regardless, you know, who plays quarterback, whether it's Tannehill or Will Levis. Like, I think he just wants to win a game. I think you're going to get a good effort from him. And Jacksonville, like, look, I'm sure our open cause is going to be winning you're in. It's just that easy. And so, like, you know, just click your fingers and win the game. Except that we haven't seen four quarters of great football from this team in a long time. And I don't know. Nobody can really put their finger on it, what's missing. But they're not – they're not executing and they're not producing. And so is Tennessee just the exact opponent they need on the road to get themselves playoff ready, win the division, get ready to host a game next week in Jacksonville against whoever? Like, is that the warm up they need to get themselves right? Yeah, I don't know, too, because, like, again, their run game, and last week they should have ran the ball better. And they, just, they got one sixty-two yard run from Travis Etienne. And that was you know he, little toss cracked. He got the big run, the longest run that he's had all year. And that was the run game. Otherwise, it, it looked like it sputtered like it has for most of the year. Whether they put Tank Bigsby in there or Etienne, it didn't seem to make much difference. Like they got they got stuff. But Derek Brown made a ton of tackles at the line of scrimmage. They couldn't block them. Um, so they had they had problems last week outside of one run. All right, uh, let me ask you, if you're the Eagles, and the Eagles, we talked about them reeling, what do you do? Do you play your guys? Because I don't, but do you play them? What do you think? Well, I would I would play them. I would play them. Because I think they have to play – they have to believe in themselves, especially if they end up winning the division – and there's going to be a home playoff game the following week. Like, I, I think like if Dallas would slip up, you know, like it's there to win the division and have a home playoff game versus heading on the road next week. So I think there's something to play for. Um, I don't think you can worry about injuries at this point. Jalen, AJ, Lane, I don't think you can worry about it. But, but if that's the game they want to play, then I think they're holding their breath what kind of performance they're going to get on the road next week. Yeah, I would worry. I'd worry about this, that if you lay another egg, 
you're you're in a bad way going into the play. Well, you're, you're right. I, I you're almost right. would rather like take an, almost take a knee, like rest up, get healthy, rest up. Like I think they're I think their defensive front is tired. Well, they don't pursue the football, so either you're tired or you're lazy. Which one do you want? They look lazy to me. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't stand for it. Like that's why I called certain players out this week. I wouldn't stand for it. No way. They couldn't. Like, I'm, I'm going to find a practice squad guy that's going to go get to the football. Good things happen when you get to the football. That was a pathetic performance. And so, um, for whatever reason, like who knows? Maybe they just think they have it all ten and one. We'll we'll turn it on. Maybe they have that mentality. I think it's a lousy mentality to have. Uh, the, the the problem you have, Cuz, if you said, okay, let's sit these guys. Let let's get ready for playoff football next week is this malaise that has molested this team and infested this team sits around for another week. And while you might be able to block out the noise and go in the bubble at Novacare and take care of your business, the malaise ain't going away and they're going to hear about it everywhere. Yeah, true. True. I, I guess. And what happens if you go out and you lose to the giants and Tyrod Taylor, who came in and you remember Christmas Day and made things scary for him. Hell, he threw a ball down the field to Darius Slayton, and the only thing you had to do was protect the deep part of the field. They couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, and they got back in the game. <clears throat> you know, I don't know how you get well. I, I you know, I, I don't know. Right now, if they wind up playing, like I like I think Dallas wins, so that's kind of what my pretense is about you know, just kind of taking a knee and just get clear in your head. But I get your point. Um, I have a question does, for you, Cut. Yeah, I mean, you're close. To, you're as close to this in the city and on the radio every day, all the stuff that you've done. I've seen Jalen Hurts and this Eagles team run the ball 50 times right down the Saints' throats when they were a good defense. What is preventing them from playing that style of football? Oh, listen, they, we, we talked about this the last couple of weeks. They, they just needed to focus and run the ball. Now, last week, in fairness, their defenses couldn't get off the field. True, true. You know, so they, they, they like that second, what was it, the third, second quarter, they ran, they didn't run a play until the two-minute warning? Yeah, I mean, look, they lost the time of possession, two to one, 40 minutes to 20 minutes. So, to your point, Yes. Like, they didn't have the ball very much. They still put up a lot of points because of the, the pick six, you know, from Sidney Brown, which basically kept them in the game and, you know, um, helped the offense out. I don't think you could count on that. But I just, it just bothers me that they just won't make that commitment to what I think they do best. Yeah, I look, you know, if Kansas City could do it and they've become a power running team with Pacheco, the Eagles, who had – that's been their bread and butter. Like, I don't even understand how that's an issue. Mm. Great offensive line. Yeah, Swift is I mean, you get three Pro Bowl Sanders. players. You got three Pro Bowl players, you know, in that offensive line. So, anyways, yeah. it's yeah, just a I'm, question. I'm with you. Uh, Rams Niners. So, what do you make of uh, – of, of well, do, do you think old buddy Sean McVay – and Kyle Shanahan are telling whoever's officiating the game, just keep the clock running. We don't care about the outcome. You know, like, just keep the clock running. Let's get this thing over in two hours. We don't need three hours. Like, I almost feel like if they could do that, they would do that. Yeah. We're going to see Carson Wentz out there. Yeah. You know, we're going to see Sam Darnold out there. We're going to see a former number two, number three pick going at it. That might be enough to, like, pay attention. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know the outcome of the game if it makes one bit of difference to either team. It doesn't. It doesn't. Although I, I, I got to be honest with you, I, I got an eye on Wentz. Just yeah, I do too. Just curious. Yeah, you know. I think we all are in Philly. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs and Chargers. The Chargers limp into the uh, netherworld of a new coach. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to make out of that, you know, that situation, you know. 
Um, they're looking – they're going to be – like, when that game finishes tomorrow, like, literally, the coaching search is going to begin immediately. You know, the, 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 the lifelines are going out to all the hot names and to start taking interest on how interested somebody is. And, you know, it might continue late Monday night when Jim Harbaugh maybe wins the championship and to see what his interest – and maybe the, the call to Don Yee, his agent, gets made, you know, at some point between their the final game and when the uh, championship game ends. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's it's going to be incredible on Monday, man. You're going to have all the coaches, right? So the coaches that get fired, you're going to have playoff match matchups, and we're going to have the championship game Monday night. Wild, Baldy. So yeah. it's going to be an incredible weekend. We're kicking it off, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's let's suck it all up. Let's enjoy it all. Let's come back on Monday and talk all about it. I love it. We'll. Uh, We'll be back in the film room on Monday to get you started. Baldy, safe travels over the weekend as you head to Tennessee. We love you, buddy. And yeah, thanks, uh, guys. Don't forget, there's a subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button. You get Baldy and Cuz and the Meat Locker All NFL Podcast right into your mailbox, right on YouTube, all right, all the time. Subscribe. It helps us keep going and make sure you don't tell all your friends about us too. Tell 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 all your friends about us and tell and, and hell tell all your enemies too. Let them know. Let them know what's going on daily here. Hi, <laughs> right, brother. We'll uh, yeah. we'll have a have a safe trip and we'll see you guys on Monday. Y'all silly like the mayor. 